Well, welcome to See, Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, and we are so glad you have joined us today. Well, we have an amazing theme that we'll be discussing for the next few weeks as we explore, listen, and learn about the fruit of the Spirit, characteristics of a person who follows Jesus, the outworkings or the fruit of God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit in their life, listed in the book of Galatians, written by Apostle Paul, and found in the Bible. Well, you may be asking, what are these fruit and how should a follower of Jesus be living and acting? Well, we're here to tell you this. You should be acting out of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's a list. And we'll be discussing each characteristic, what they are, how do you live these out, and sharing practical tools to help us and help you. We'll also be hearing from some extraordinary guests that will be here in the studio and on location across Canada, sharing their reflections on the fruit of the Spirit. And of course, you'll be hearing from this Dynamo team. Hi, everybody. Hey. Ready for this? Oh, excited. Yeah, okay, because I know we're going to learn a lot from you, from your own personal experiences yeah. as well. As well, we'll be hearing from Joanna, sharing from The Good Word today, and it's going to be a great couple of weeks together. So, to kick things off, we had to ask an incredible woman to come to the studio to help us understand this. And what better person to help us navigate this big topic and spur us on to be a better version of ourselves than special guest Dagmar Morgan Sinclair, an author, a speaker, a spoken word poet, and Pastor Dagmar, welcome. Thank you. Are you ready to help us? Yes. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm excited. All right, well, let's start off with this. I think to give context and content around the fruit of the Spirit. Why did the Apostle Paul write this letter to the churches in Galatia? What is all of this about? Well, that's such a big question, Um, and there's so much to it, but to make it very simple, At that time, Paul was writing the letter to people who were already following Jesus. So people are already signed on. They know what he has to offer. But then there was another group of people that Paul calls the Judaizers that were kind of coming around giving false information. And they were sort of leading people to believe that they still needed to follow the law, that their faith in Jesus was not enough for them to find salvation or to walk in maybe these fruit of the spirit that we're talking about. Mm. Wow. And so he has a very strongly worded letter. Mm. Like it's pretty extreme. At the beginning he says, I am shocked that you have said you are followers, but you are not doing what you said you were supposed to do. So he is giving people the rundown of how things really are when you're with Christ. And that's really the context of it is him just trying to intercede for these people to correct them and bring them back to that place, that faith in Jesus outweighs the law. Yeah. You know, and that's good because we need to hear that today. Absolutely. I mean, everybody's like, oh, that was in the Bible then. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Absolutely. We need to hear that today. You know, And that argument still holds true today. There's still this sort of great divide in the body of Christ that somehow just our being Mm-hmm. as Christians is not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are some that feel like we need to do more. Maybe it's mm-hmm. in how we worship, the style, the volume, how we pray, tongues, no tongues. There's there's a lot of sort of discussions, even dress, yeah. makeup, no makeup. So there's a lot that that's still sort of happening. Mm-hmm. So we still, I'm so glad that that scripture is alive and that text we can always refer back to that it's really the condition of the heart yeah. that marks us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dagmar, why do you think he then had to list these fruit. Because you're saying he's kind of giving them a like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, listen up here. Yeah. Um, and then he says, and here is a marker of a person who follows Jesus. Here right. are the fruit. Yeah. 
Why was that necessary for him to say and then name all nine of those characteristics? Mm. Well, I think he's trying to point to uh, the importance of the relationship that we have with Christ mm -hmm. and reminding them that you can try to follow the law. There was like 613 laws. <laughs> so for you to follow every single law, every single day, 24 hours a day, mm -hmm was impossible. The only person slash not person who was able to do that was Jesus. So for he's trying to remind us that we there's no possible way we could follow all of these laws anyway. So when you enter into relationship with Christ and you nourish that relationship, these are the things that you get from it. Mm. Like you're doing the wrong thing. You're spending all of this time focusing on working and works and doing things that you think you have to earn this. You can't earn it. But also when you enter into this space, so much comes out of it when you realize that it is, he is the way. Yeah, yeah that's good. So good. Brooke, what, when Dagmar says it, what mm -hmm. comes to mind when she's saying this? Yeah, I'm just reminded that like, it's like talk is cheap, right? To mm -hmm. say like you're a follower of Christ and not bear any of the, the fruits of the spirit, it's, it's, you gotta put your money where your mouth is, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just go back to talk is cheap. Like I want to live as Christ lived mm -hmm. and I want to walk in the spirit. And so uh, does my life uh, exude joy and patience and self-control mm -hmm. or am I just saying that it does? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Lisa, what about your thoughts with it? I think the situation that the churches in Galatia find themselves in, it, it is very common to many of the churches today because we have ways of legalizing things, right? Sure because do. you have to go to small group, you have to do this, you have to join this, and you have to do your yeah. quiet time yeah. for 10 minutes at the beginning of every session that you have. <laughs> and I don't know that it's always out of ill intent. I think there's a desire to not be complacent and to try to discipline yourself, but then it converts itself or twists itself into this legalism. And Paul's like, okay, this is what's happened. We need to get you back on track into the freedom that is yeah. in Christ, which is where he starts yeah. Galatians 5. So. Yeah. so why do you think those nine? Mm. I mean, there's a lot of other words and other traits that would be, I would say, could be really good markers of a follower of Jesus. Mm. But why those nine? Mm. What do you think? I feel like those nine in particular are the way that Jesus walked in the world. That was... Yeah. what he carried yeah, with him. It's, yeah, it's very, good. it's very, everything that he did was within those lines. Yeah. So I feel like he was the model for us. Yeah. Like he came to be like, this is how I walk out life as a man. Yeah. So that you can see in the flesh how so good. you should be and what you should strive for. Yeah. And I think that if we look at any of the other good characteristics that we could name, that they all somehow filter down to those nine. That's so they bad. seem to be, to me, the building blocks mm -hmm. of how we yeah. move into to other good characteristics, mm -hmm. right? So good. if you're yeah. hardworking, you need self-control, yeah. you need faithfulness, yeah. you need patience. So it, even if we have these other traits, this is where they begin. It's good, yeah. yeah. You know what came to me too? I love that, by the way, wow. What came to me too is that they were all acts or conditions of the heart. Mm -hmm. See, you could say, let's you know, live in unity, uh, be hardworking, be skilled, be cooperative. These are all sort of uh, tangible to-dos, actions. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that you know, man looks on the outward. That's how man measures things, right. but God looks at the mm -hmm. inward heart. And so it's really a focus on these sort of conditions mm -hmm. and circumcising of our heart trimming. Yeah. And, uh, and I think you can't fake those things. No. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's good about that in, in verses prior to when Paul mentions these, it's mm -hmm. like 
you know, you are doing these things of the flesh. I mean, there's some yeah. really like drunkenness and immorality yeah. and, right. you know, bad behavior. Right. Right. Stop it, people who say they follow Jesus. You actually need to live by the mm-hmm. Spirit and here are the fruit of the Spirit in which you live. Mm-hmm. And I say this because, I mean, Christians have gotten a bad rap mm-hmm. yeah. because I believe we don't live by the fruit of the Spirit right. because they call us out and you're like, oh, that's kind of true. We weren't loving. Yeah. We didn't exhibit self-control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so imagine if we as people who say, okay, we follow Jesus, we're Christians, Christ followers, and we lived this way. Mm-hmm. In saying that, as we look at these, I'll start with Lisa. What is the one, give me a, out of all the nine, mm-hmm. the fruit that is the one that, that inspires you, that encourages you, or is a challenge to you? Um, it's the same one. I love the idea of self-control. Ah, okay. Mm. Um, because I think when God withholds his wrath in the Old Testament, you know, Israel, Judah, they're going through all this. There's such restraint in God. There's mm. such patience. There's a self-control that is holy. Mm. And at the same time, you see this in Christ. Um, but that restraint is also self-control. Then is love when he's patient with us as well. Mm. So for me, it's a character thing as well. I, I, I really like the idea of like, you know, discipline and whatnot on that self-control and you know when you're angry when all the humanness and the sinfulness comes up do we have that self-control to not err you know so you go yeah that's a good one because in our culture I don't think self-control is one that we say okay everybody like let's be you know controlled in the way that we act in the way we spend in our time I mean who talks about Mm self-control it's a good one it's really good okay Brooke yours that is a good one (laughs) and and just to uh, touch base on what you just said about the saying that you're a follower of Christ, but uh, Paul was speaking to the church that was uh, living in so much filth and so much sin. They just were not following up with what they were saying that they were living. Mm -hmm. And so I think the self-control one is is huge in our culture, but Mm -hmm. also also patience. Uh, I, uh, we're all like this. <laughs> Hurry up, Brooke. Get this. Yeah. Out. Um, yeah, I think that like we live in a culture where uh, it's a now culture. I can jump online, you know, and buy something, and it's at my door in, in, in yeah. eight hours, you know, or four hours now. Um, and I think that that we're used to this fast-paced now uh, culture. And I think mm-hmm. God wants us to. I think everything in the Bible that says like be slow to speak. Mm-hmm. Be, yeah. you know, like be patient in your, yeah. in, and like when we wait on, like wait on the Lord and he yeah. will. The, I see patience all throughout the Bible and mm-hmm. I think that's one. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, culturally okay. we have a problem when it's next day delivery, but we get mad when it's like half a day late. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like we've got problems. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Cheryl, yeah, so we've got, sorry, so we've got self-control, yes. we've got patience, and uh, Cheryl? Girl, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta double up on patience, y'all. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, because patience to me is connected directly for me to trust in God. Mm-hmm. My impatience shows that I am not trusting God. Patience mm-hmm. means we are willing to wait yeah. until God moves. Mm-hmm. And so many of us create, we don't let God be the plan A. Mm-hmm. We have plan B, girl, mm-hmm. we got C, D, E, <laughs> F, should the other ones not work out? And God is, is challenging us, would you be patient and trust me to give you my will. And so I always connected patience to trust. That's, That's why it was big for me. That's a good one. So yeah. self-control, patience, patience. Yeah. Dagmar? Mm-hmm. I think for me right now, I feel like it's, it's peace. Mm-hmm. That peace, silence, spending time with God, dialing things back, taking away the distractions and just getting, filtering things down to a very simple way mm-hmm. of being with him and being in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very 
Very big. I haven't mastered it. Yeah. <laughs> I should be clear. <laughs> Good. I, I would work say in progress. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. I think I, I would say love as we look at that. Just as you know, uh, a new mom in a blended family and loving mm-hmm. teenage children. And um, I, I, I think love is the one because it it asks so much of you and it's so selfless and sacrificial. Yeah. And those are things that I desperately need to work on um, in this new year. And so I, I'm excited because as we talk about the characteristics, these things are going to come out. And I, and I sense already that we're going to be learning from one another, yeah. learning from our guests. And Dagmar, thank you. I mean, some great thoughts as, as you shared. And we're going to be coming back with more thoughts because there's lots more here mm-hmm. about the fruit of the spirit. But before we hear uh, from our Dynamo team about more about the fruit of the spirit, let's go to teaching pastor of the Meeting House, one of the largest churches in Canada, Bruxy Cavey, as he shares his reflections on the fruit of the spirit and co-host Joanna, she shares from The Good Word from Galatians 5, 13 to 26. So the fruit of the Spirit is something we learn about in a letter called Galatians that the Apostle Paul writes to a collection of churches. And it's great to see this list of nine elements that we can anticipate experiencing. It's great to see this list called the fruit of the Spirit in its context. So the book of Galatians is a book that is trying to drive home one key point, and that is for a Christian, salvation is something we receive as a gift rather than something we work to achieve. Uh, For a Christian, yes, we do things like pray, read our Bible, go to church regularly, but we don't do those things in order to achieve salvation. We do those things to celebrate the gift we've already been given. Christians are those strange people who go to church on Sunday every week to celebrate the fact that we don't have to go to church on Sunday every week. We read the Bible regularly to learn about wonderful things like the fruit of the Spirit rather than reading our Bible because we feel we have to in order to make God happy with us so we can go to heaven when we die. You see, for the Christian, everything we do is a matter of celebration, not a matter of salvation. We're not trying to obtain anything. This is the context for the fruit of the Spirit. This is what the book of Galatians is driving home. It's this word called grace. Now, if we don't understand grace, that we're simply to receive and remain close to the one who gives us this gift, if we don't understand this, we'll look at the fruit of the Spirit as a list of nine character qualities that we have to manifest, that we have to work to achieve. But it's not a to-do list. The fruit of the Spirit is not a list of things we have to work toward. Rather, it's a promise of what we can experience when we are remaining close to God. It's the nature of fruit. Fruit grows on the tree of its kind, an apple tree, produces apples and the fruit of the spirit will grow in us as we stay rooted in the vine who is Jesus and fruit grows slowly, not dramatically. It takes its time and fruit also, of course, is something that we don't work to produce. Our job, stay rooted in the vine, stay close to Jesus. The book of Galatians is a letter that describes what it looks like to live a life by the Spirit, that is a life with the Holy Spirit of God in us. There's this amazing list of attributes and characteristics of what it looks like to live by the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit in our life. Galatians 5, 
22 to 26 says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these kinds of things, there's no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified by the flesh with their passions and desires. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. And so this idea of keeping in step with the spirit is walking with the spirit's ability, not our own, to do all these things. On our own, there's no way we can produce this kind of fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This long list of things that just makes us aware of how we don't measure up. And yet, by the power of the spirit who begins our faith, he also completes our faith. We're able to do so. So what is your life look like today? Do you feel like you've got much of that love, that joy, that peace? What is the fruit of your life when you think of your relationships, when you think of the values and the goals that you're living by? Is it representative of a life led in step with the Spirit of God? I encourage you today to ask for the Holy Spirit's power. Stop trying to do it on your own. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you live and see this fruit in your life. Well, thank you, Brexy, Cavey, and Joanna for your great thoughts as always. Well, let's continue our discussion of the importance of the fruit of the Spirit. And Dagmar, I know that you'd mentioned, you know, sorry, during this, you know, them talking that there's something really important about the fruit and bearing fruit and that whole metaphor. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that. Well, I just love, I mean, maybe, maybe it's the poet part of me that really identifies always with this, but the, the Bible is so beautifully written and, and the metaphor of the fruit is so important. So if you think about fruit, fruit comes from a healthy plant or tree it bears fruit. Mm -hmm. So when our relationship with God is being nourished, when we are watering that relationship and allowing his goodness to seep into us, we begin to grow and expand in ways Mm -hmm. that are just, that you can't help but see on the outside. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure we all could name somebody that we've met that we can see the fruit of the spirit and and just how that person's presence is. Mm -hmm. It's like you can smell Jesus Mm -hmm. all over them. Mm -hmm. There is just something about them. Mm -hmm. And that really speaks to that metaphor is that it's a really easy way for us to connect with the idea You know, it goes back to John 15, 5 that says, I am the vine and you are the branches. So he is the vine and we are the branches that grow. And from the branches, we bear fruit. And fruit is sweet. Fruit you you can share with somebody else and they can take the seed of that fruit and plant it. And then it can continue on. And in that time when Paul was writing that, uh, the people would understand that. Because they were were farmers. They understood the significance and importance of bearing good fruit. Okay. Holy Spirit moment. I just feel to say to someone that like fruit growing, that there are also weeds and we need to allow God mm-hmm. to garden yeah. uh, and whatever that means. And so I feel like there's a, there's a, a pruning, there's a, a, a de-weeding. And what is that thing? I just feel like it's social media, images, lifestyle. There's some things at the, you know, as we yeah. kind of move into 2019, that maybe in this conversation, God is challenging you to remove the weeds mm-hmm. yeah, so that good. you can bear fruit. Mm-hmm. Cause that gets stifled and and fruit can be beautiful, but if there's all of that stuff, it'll just die. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's part of our, uh, what we're meant to do as Christians is constantly de-weed our lives, right? Exactly. Like if you picture yourself as like, I am the tree. And like, what is my tree bearing? What is my tree growing? Yeah. Like, am I lacking apples? Well, why? Why am I not? Why am I not growing apples? Like, yeah. what's the root of that? Yeah. Right. So it's so important to always kind of like look at your own life like that, and mm-hmm. and ask yourself like, what what's not growing on me the way I want it to? Yeah. You know. There's such an intentionality about that. I think yeah. there is. Um, 
I don't know, I don't say a lie, but that we've created, especially I think within sometimes a Christian culture, that there's no work to be done. Yeah. Once you make that decision, you're free and clear to go. <laughs> and that's what always drives me honestly crazy, because yeah. it's like, no, actually, there is work to do. De-weeding, thoughtfulness, being at peace, yeah. reading scriptures, being in community. There are active things we must do, we should do, yes. for the benefit of not just ourselves, but for others, as part of this community of followers of Jesus. But yeah. here's the sum up what we've been saying, but the, all of that work is internal. Yeah. It's not external no. stuff. And yeah. that's where we lose sight in, yeah. in many of our legalists. You know, we were talking yeah. about that, Lisa. Yeah, we do a lot of external stuff, but it's really... But it's the heart. Yes, ma'am. In the bearing of the yeah. Lisa, your mm. thoughts? Well, I'm thinking back to the question you started with, why these nine? Why just these nine? I'm thinking nine is enough. Like that nine is more than enough. I can like spend in my whole life. Eight is enough. That came in my head. That's that's enough. Enough. Nine, nine is enough. enough. Yeah, nine is that's enough. more than enough. Yeah. And you, like, again, it's just that constant thing because you might have mastered patience in one area of your life, but then when you have kids, it's like it's a whole different story. When you're getting a new job, when things aren't, it's, it's, you feel that you're tested in all these nine characteristics in different phases and different contexts. So what, would, what do you say would happen if we, starting with us, because I think it's easier for us to say them and everybody else except instead of us, <laughs> if we were intentional about fostering a healthy tree, bearing good fruit and de-weeding, what do you think would happen with us, within ourselves personally, our family, and the impact that would make um, to others, mm -hmm. Dagmar? Well, you know, I think to me that sounds like heaven. Mm. <laughs> I feel like this is what we're you're doing. I feel like it would be that version of kingdom come. Like the Bible says, you know, bring heaven down. And we often think of it as like us going up, but also we can bring the kingdom down and that when we connect with Jesus that way, then he is here and we want his kingdom to cover the earth, which is why we do what we do. And so I feel like it would just look more like that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, please. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They say that, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but yeah. it rhymes, right? And so I feel like when the church and individuals actively start growing the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to see what happened in the apostolic church, that rhyming, that um, that revolution in society, that kind of revival that maybe perhaps churches around the world need. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, my life just got shook here. Like I was just <laughs> sitting here and I asked myself that internal question and I got an answer I didn't like, but I have to share it. Okay. So. Yay. Um, <laughs> um, I said, what would happen if I really worked on those? And I heard just the Holy Spirit voice said, you would have a deeper impact, Cheryl. And I was yeah. like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. My deeper impact comes from what I do. That's how I create impact. Mm -hmm. But the, I'm just being challenged that if I exemplify Christ and live in a way that is um, bringing people to God by my, by my heart actions, Everything you do, like your intention changes, yeah. your, 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 the way you love has a deeper impact. It's just, it's, a, it's an upside down way. Yeah. People, think, people think skill and stuff is what helps push ministry right. forward. No. But I, my impact would be so much deeper. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's that tough. Brooke, what about you? Yeah, I think that the fruit of the spirit is meant to draw people uh, into relationship with Jesus, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so we are the image bearers of that. And so as we, um, like, you know, I said patience. I know that as I wait on the Lord and I'm patient in my uh, pursuit of, of Christ and where he wants to bring me, other people will be drawn in yeah. mm -hmm. because of what God is doing in my life because of that, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So you see, oh, you see the importance of it. Yeah. You really see the importance. And like, you know, the motivation of why I was like, let's talk about the fruit of the spirit is that I really felt even, I think it's a personal thing. I felt like I've been a follower of Jesus for a long time mm -hmm. and I forget or don't want to 
remember mm-hmm. or be intentional about these these fruit because it takes work and it's hard work. But when I've actually lived in that place and actually did the hard work of my internal, you know, sort of cleansing and de-weeding, yeah. I have seen the benefit in my family, mm-hmm. in the way I relate to the kids, mm-hmm. to my colleagues, to the way I see the world, how, how I act in the drive-through lineup. Yeah. It does make a difference. Yeah. It really does. And traffic, it does. it does make a difference when you're intentional about that. Yeah. Dagmar, last thoughts. I feel like the the internal work is so important, but also the action is too. So spending that quiet time in prayer and scripture and just spending time with Jesus helps us to do that. But then also there are times when we are at the drive-thru and we just have to do what is right and not how we feel. Yes. Right. And so I feel like there's there's two parts to it. Yeah. And I feel like that's really what Paul is trying to get at. It's yeah. the relationship with Jesus, but then walking it out intentionally, yeah. trying to live that way and to embrace those characteristics. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Imagine a world where we led with love, yeah. led with patience, led with kindness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it would change everything. Mm-hmm. Change yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah. I feel like once God's people are growing that fruit, you were talking about the external impact, he will create situations mm-hmm. where that can shine yeah. um, to bring glory to himself. Yeah. 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 And it's in the little, it's in the big, it is. Yeah. it's in the ones where, you know, the challenge for me is like, you can say, yeah, I live this out and so everybody look at me as I do it. Mm-hmm. But I think the challenge for me will be in just the quiet places where nobody mm-hmm. sees and how will those Absolutely. fruit be lived out when no one's even looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. And those are the things that I'm, and again, I say this to you publicly and to you, because that's going to be the challenge and the correction. And I think the inspiration for me is I, you know, as we talk about this for the next couple of weeks. What's that quote? Character is what you do when no one's watching. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. The Dynamo team, you know, get ready for the next couple of weeks as we talk about the fruit of the spirit. So thank you, Cheryl, Brooke, and Lisa for your thoughts. Dagmar, Wow, girl, beautiful. I love just the, the way that you, you, you said and, and, and shared about, you know, the context and the content. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you thank so you much for, for, for being with us. We loved it. And again, thank you to Bruxy and to Joanna for your thoughts. Well, next week, we're continuing our conversation with the first fruit of the spirit, love. And we'll be featuring a very special guest on location who knows a lot about love. Hint, he wrote, Love does. And our friend and best-selling author and TV host, Sheila Walsh, will also be sharing her thoughts on love as well as our Dynamo See Here Love team here. So you won't want to miss this show. And speaking of love, my love, my husband Chris and I, went on a little vacation to Italy a few months ago. It was a lifelong dream of mine to celebrate his significant birthday and our anniversary. And while there, we shot some devotionals in Venice and Florence and Positano and some other amazing cities in Italy. And so here's the promo for those devotionals that will only air online at seeherelove.com. Take a look. Hi, and welcome to Pompeii. Beach in Positano, Italy, Venice, Verona. Welcome to Chris. And Melinda's. Vacation adventure and... Devotional, devotional, devotional. And remember, you can only watch our devotional on seeherelove.com. And speaking 
of our website, you need to go there right away, right now, because we have fresh content and blogs and vlogs about the Fruit of the Spirit, but also some new initiatives that are coming your way that you're not going to want to miss. Also, don't forget that you can hear and see us everywhere on our podcast at SoundCloud and iTunes, listening to us on radio on joyradio.ca, watching us here on Yes TV, and also on demand with video streaming at intothecastle.com. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't miss us. We're everywhere. And the reason why we are everywhere is so that we can remind you that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Never forget that. And what better way to end this show than our special guest, Dagmar, ending the show with a spoken word. I have been waiting for you, hoping you will read my texts and answer my calls. I've been holding the door open for you to come through so I could say, welcome home. Come as you are. There is no need to change. You can stop competing. There is no second place here. For me, you have always been first. You are a spark that I billowed into flame in the palm of my hands. Long before you were twinkle and starlight, long before you became stumble and fall, before the world pulled and stretched you into just a reflection of yourself, I saw you as the original. Every mistake auto-corrected, every blurred line erased and carefully redrawn, every word that I write about you is masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. To show how proud I am, I've been watching every game, holding pom-poms in your favorite color, writing cheers and screaming love from the sidelines, saying, keep going, don't give up. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yesterday, today, and forever, I am a firm foundation for you to stand on. I'm here in the quiet, perfectly still, but I am always moving in you. Take me with you wherever you go. See, Hear, Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seehearlove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more honest conversations with Melinda and the See, Hear, Love team.